0: You're listening to the Storyteller Series from the Salvation Army. In the first series of this daily podcast, we'll be reading the 24 chapters of the book of Luke. It's our prayer as you study this account of the life of Jesus this Advent season. You'll wake up Christmas morning with a fresh perspective of who and why we celebrate Christmas. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.
1: Book of Luke chapter 7 When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion's servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. Soon afterward, Jesus went down to a town called Nine, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the bear where they were carrying him on, and the bearers stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. John's disciples told him about all these things. Calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come? Those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on the account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, Those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. All the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. Jesus went on to say, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the pipe for you. And you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume, and she stood behind him at his feet weeping. She began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace.
2: In Luke chapter 7, we have the encounter uh, with the centurion and this healing. Um, And there's an interesting contrast that we see between verse 4 and verse 6. the opinions that the neighbors and the community had about this man versus the opinions he had about himself.
0: They seem to really, you know, rank him rather highly in their book, you know, that he's the the Jewish elders, and I think therefore the community have such respect for this man. I think at some level, Roman soldiers probably wanted to get along with the community they were in sort of help keep the peace and that kind of thing but this man seems to be going even further than just uh being friendly at some level or uh you know not treating the people too harshly he's really been able to find a kind of home here which is i think speaks to the really decent and upstanding kind of person he is yeah
2: i mean he's really invested in the community right mm-hmm. not Not just in the fact that they say he loves his nation, he's built the synagogues for the people, but also this whole thing is about his love and care for a servant in his household whom he held dearly. Hmm. So just knowing that this high-ranking person is so has so much concern for somebody that works for him, that works in his house, that he loves him, that he cares for him deeply, that he calls Jesus, or he wants to call Jesus, even though he feels like there's this part of him that maybe feels unclean, that he's not supposed to have a Jew in his
0: house. Is that—is that accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just that uh, there would be Jews who, because of their views concerning purity and uh, ritual purity, wouldn't have entertained the possibility of going to his house for fear of becoming unclean. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. I really love that um, Like, we don't know the backstory here, right? Right. So I always like to imagine. So I'm like, was he even ever going to say anything in the first place about this servant? Or was he just sharing with a friend? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a Jewish elder maybe that lives next door over the fence. Like, I don't know. Everyone's out in the backyard. He's like, yeah, my servant's really sick. I don't know what to do. And the Jewish elder was like, oh, we've got this Jesus guy. Which I think is interesting because um, it doesn't say that the elder was a Pharisee or a Sadducee or a teacher of the law. It just says an elder. But I'm like... It's Odd to me that all of a sudden Jesus is like going to be like the hero of the elders in that community when it he doesn't seem to come across that way in most of the gospels. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, we've got this Jesus guy, like, <laughs> I bet he could heal you, dude. Like, <laughs> we got a guy for you, you know. Um, so I'm like, Maybe mm-hmm. the centurion was like, Okay, I mean, yes, like maybe you could do that. Uh, and then he goes into the household, says, This is what I did, and his friends are all like, Oh, should we have done that? Because I'm like, Why would you say, Please come heal my servant? And then Jesus, who's fantastic. Stands out because he's going to go, even though, like Caleb just said, most Jews would not even have considered going to a Gentile's home. He was like on his way there and then sends somebody to be like, oh, never mind. Don't come. Like, it's actually even more awkward and inconvenient. Like, dude, like I already am in my car. I'm like on I-85 yeah. on the way to your house. Like, what the heck? So um, I'm like, what what is going on here for this centurion? And I think uh, I love that regardless of his wonkiness like Jesus was like on the way Jesus mm. was in yeah. and even when he makes his request weird like just say it like just mm. like I know how authority works you just say the word he'll be healed mm. just but I don't want you to have to come to my house and make yourself impure like ceremony impure mm-hmm. and and then Jesus praises his faith which I think is, I just think that's really unusual. So it says to me about my own life, like sometimes people talk me into things or they make me better than I really am, you know, and they talk a good game. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what I'm really like. And uh, I also know like my deepest need. And I think um, Jesus is already on the way. Yeah. Yeah. No matter if I'm like, Jesus, I really want this, but no, it's too much. Don't do it. Like, don't come. But if you really, if it's your will, Lord, you know, I can be, I can waver, but he's already on his way.
0: Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. God bless you, and Merry Christmas.